0: Hi everybody and welcome back to another episode of I Know Why the Nick Caged Bird Sings. The podcast where we watch every Nicolas Cage movie in chronological order and then discuss them so that you don't have to. My name is Steve. I'm your host. With me as always is my wonderful co-host Hannah Martin. Hannah, how are you doing this week?
1: I'm a little sleepy and full. We just ate... (laughs) There's a restaurant called Mad Max, which I believe is exclusive to Pennsylvania. Yeah, they have multiple locations.
0: And we housed a couple of burritos, but not just any burrito. No, it was it's a, a seasonal burrito. A seasonal burrito <laughs> called the Gobblerito. So it's, it's filled just the with...
1: Thanksgiving dinner in uh, a tortilla.
0: It's so good. It's so good. It's so good. I also had a really long work week, so I'm very tired as well. But uh, we are going to power through for you today, the listening audience, and we're going to talk about the 1989 film Never on Tuesday. So a very brief description is. A couple of buddies going babe searching in California on their way to California from Ohio. They get in a car accident with a girl that they both fall for in hijinks ensue. So uh, the way we like to start this podcast here is Hannah uh, likes to give a little bit of a story, a little bit of background, maybe how did our boy Nicholas Cage get into the movie, yeah. What what's he doing in his life, behind the scenes stuff. What do you got for us this week?
1: All right, so we weren't sure what to expect here because... Yeah, we Nick mentioned Cage, this last week. Right, so if in case you didn't recall or didn't listen, which you should.
0: Or if you're a first-time listener, yeah, welcome. Yeah, hello,
1: welcome. <laughs> um, n- Nick Cage on IMDb is listed in this movie. His credit is just man in red sports car. Uncredited. Uncredited. Yeah. And so, there are multiple people in this movie who are also uncredited. The only actors in the movie that have credits to their name are the two guys and the girl
0: yeah <laughs> so
1: so Nick Cage is in approximately like 16 seconds max is of, that, the, of this movie is
0: that how long it is yeah I so I
1: think it's like a minute long so yeah we'll get
0: into it in a moment but he is only unfortunately in the one scene so it's a lot but like it's good for you times.
1: because it means and it's on YouTube so we'll we'll capture a clip of it and we'll play it for you oh yeah. when we talk about it so, Nick Cage essentially is a cameo, and there are multiple cameos in this movie with relatively famous actors yeah. from, yeah, no, actually very famous actors, you know, for today's standards, but I, I think up-and-coming actors of the time. Sure. Um, so, Nick Cage got involved because the director, uh, shoot, what is his name? Adam Rifkin. Adam Rifkin was the director, and this was his first movie. Um, But he was from Chicago and moved to Hollywood and, you know, was trying to meet people and break into the industry. And he met, you know, two other famous guys, Uh, doesn't really matter who they are, Um, but they basically grew up in LA with all the up and coming young stars of the time. So the director met a bunch of these guys' friends um, and they just convinced some of these up and coming stars to do cameos in this movie. So some of these stars include Charlie Sheen and Emilio Estevez, Gilbert Gottfried, and Judd Nelson, and then the boy, Nick Cage. (laughs) Um, So they would each come in for a day of filming, do a really odd character, and then leave. So the way it worked with Nick Cage, as he enjoys and probably really got off on... He was given free reign to just do whatever the hell he wanted to do. Oh, wow. Which was really obvious once we get to the scene.
0: Yeah, it very much was.
1: I don't want to spoil too much just because what's the point of even talking about the rest of the movie if we're just going to talk about the scene? Yeah. So we can talk a little bit about, you know, what happens leading up to Nick Cage and then I have a, like, real story and also, you know, Nick Cage's perspective on this as well.
0: Okay, interesting.
1: So actually very recently like this summer someone tweeted a video of like this video of nick cage's scene oh wow and it went viral
0: oh wow really so
1: the director like all the articles that i'm taking from today are from like july and august of 2019 oh wow and it's november right now so it's very current
0: yeah oh interesting i didn't know i well if it went viral it didn't go that viral because i didn't see it over the summer but
1: also never saw it but I'm happy I did. Yeah. And, and that means it's easy for you guys to find as well. Yeah. You don't have to watch this movie, trust me. No oh, god. It's not no. worth it. Oh god no. But I would watch the scene.
0: Yeah, the scene is worth watching. Yeah. It's like twenty seconds or something. Right. I like think you it's said. I
1: think the video is like a minute long.
0: Yeah, yeah, I'm sure it is. And so we also were able to watch this movie. It's all on YouTube. But um,
1: like the worst version I've ever seen of anything. Yes. It looked like it was filmed on a potato.
0: <laughs> I have that written down. I love that line. <laughs> I don't know if you got that from somewhere or if you made that up yourself. But we started watching the movie and Hannah's like, this looks like it was filmed on a potato. <laughs> no, <I'm, laughs> I, don't.
1: I'm, I'm, I don't want to take credit for that.
0: Oh, somebody was who, who, that from?
1: I don't know. I've just heard it. Oh, you've heard
0: it somewhere. Okay, but yeah, hilarious. So, and also the the version, the full version is on YouTube, and it is terribly grainy and horrible. Somebody obviously re-recorded it from an old VHS tape.
1: And you can, you were saying like you can tell the scenes that they, you know, on VHS tapes, if you rewatch something over and over and over again, the quality gets worse. Yeah. Because the tape run, like the tape gets all like scratched and stuff. Absolutely. You could tell which scenes this person really enjoyed, and just like replayed and replayed and replayed
0: yeah ab- absolutely like or if you leave one scene on pause for too long it starts to get like really warped oh yeah so it definitely was surrounding nick cage's scene so we'll get to get to that and in then a minute. some other
1: uh
0: some other weird like, scenes as well we're a little we're a little extra grainy <laughs> yeah for sure so yeah we'll go through the movie and i think as manna uh, as mana as hannah just mentioned uh nick is only in the one scene so we will really just kind of point out i the- think
1: we'll just do our best to breeze through the rest of the plot yes, in order so was, to get to. Yeah, yeah. To I was egg. about to say that.
0: Okay. <laughs> so, so yeah, we're just gonna kind of hit the highlights and, and and give you a really general overview of the plot. It, as Hannah also said, this movie is not worth watching. No. Never, <laughs> never watch this movie. Never on a movie. Tuesday.
1: Never on a Monday. Never on a Saturday. I, I just looked especially it up. especially not on a Sunday when we watched it.
0: <laughs> I just looked it up. Apparently, there is a movie called Never on Sunday. I have no idea what it's about, but
1: is a Cage in it? I doubt it. Then we don't, we're not watching. <laughs> no
0: we're no yeah that's true (laughs) all right let's go (laughs) yeah so the movie like i said earlier follows these two bros and they're on their way from ohio to california they're going to pick up chicks in california and they get in a car accident because they get into this argument where the one guy is like does my hair look okay and the other guy get the other guy says why do you need your hair to look okay it's just the two of us there's nobody out here and then they start really playfully messing up each other's hair so, to the point where hannah just goes make out <laughs> and so they're they're messing up each other's hair and the, and the guy who's driving his glasses gets knocked off so it's also pretty obvious in the beginning that there's one guy who's sort of like he's taller and he's macho and he's the athletic type they're
1: also slightly douchier than the other i wouldn't oh, say significantly much. right they're both very douchey
0: absolutely and the other guy like he wears glasses and, and apparently he's, he's a musician he's short mm-hmm. he's nerdy so we got that dynamic going on. So they hit this woman's car, and the woman gets out of the car, and they're like, whoa, she's a babe. Oh, my God. And her name is Tuesday. This so bitch's
1: name is Tuesday. Her
0: name, like, that's that's why they named this movie <laughs> Never on Tuesday, because the character's name is Tuesday, which is horrible. Oh, by the way, the uh, car that the boys are driving has a bumper sticker. Do you remember what it says? Something about boobs. It's California or Boobs that's what it says (laughs) like or bust right yeah exactly
1: oh bust
0: i guess but which is a
1: synonym for boobs right yeah (laughs) i didn't think about
0: that yeah so they're talking to each other and i did write down a funny quote here where the guy was like she the the girl tuesday starts going oh why did you hit me what were you guys doing and he goes we weren't doing anything gay or anything like that
1: that was pretty gay it
0: was it was pretty gay to be honest (laughs) with you it was like "Oh, oh, oh we're having such a great time messing up each other's hair the cars crash and the woman's car can still start at this point. So a red sports car drives up, and who's the man in the red sports car? Well, hold but on. Course, we don't. What? There's. Yeah.
1: Like the big plot twist is.
0: No, that comes up later. Oh, okay. Yeah. Right. <laughs> I, I, got, I have it written down <laughs> <on your> here, <laughs> So, yeah. So, the, you know, Nick Cage shows up in his red sports car, and I'm not going to do it justice, so I might just insert the clip here, but he says. How you doing? Is anybody hurt? No, everybody's fine. Did I get somebody left. lift? No, oh, man, that's all right. Uh,
1: got everything under control.
0: his voice is so highly pitched and it's breathy and he's wearing this red windbreaker. He's got his, oh, he's got that chest hair coming out. Peeking out. He's got this weird hair. It's like a bob haircut. It's but very, the um,
1: oh, it's very, hmm. what's the villain in Shrek?
0: Oh, Lord Farquaad. It's it very is, Lord Farquaad. It is very Lord Blonde. Farquaad. Yeah. Yeah. And, but the, <laughs> the noticeable thing of his costume Is his prosthetic nose.
1: It's a big rubber nose. Oh, it's
0: a big honking nose. It's huge. It's like a Waluigi. It's like a... I I don't even know. Name a character with a comically large nose. That's what he looks like. So you're shaking your head. Or you're nodding your head, I should say.
1: Yeah, I am. What do you got? All right. (laughs) So this is from the interview with Nick Cage, which happened in August of this year. And it's funny because, as I've said in the past, he didn't like to do press for anything. Not that there was press for this straight-to-VHS movie. (laughs) No. But it's rare that you'll find too many articles from the era that the movie came out in, especially early in his career, just because he was afraid of doing press. Um, So interesting that this came out only a couple months ago. But basically, (laughs) he said that he's like really excited and delighted that this scene kind of blew up on the internet recently. Mm-hmm. And he started talking about how he had a whole character worked out for of this one scene um, with like no context, but he had a bunch of like subtext, subtext and like a backstory written for this character. So, <laughs> okay. So, The prosthetic note okay. (laughs) Anyway. The character originally, as written in the script, was just supposed to be some sleazy guy who wanted to pick up this girl in his red Ferrari, but that wasn't interesting to Nick because he at the time, you know, was too punk rock and wanted to be a bit of a surrealist and see otherworldly imagery and embody random shit through his performance and what have like yogurt between his toes and eat cockroaches and Get off on animals having sex with each other, you know right, his, right, whole, right. his whole his whole his sh- whole his whole deal. So he decided that for this literally t- thirty second cameo with three lines, that he was going to come up with a concept for his character, and his character has a physical deformity, this nose. He looked like a freak. Uh, he was bullied as a kid and called Pinocchio in the schoolyard. His father felt bad for him, so he bought him a nice red Ferrari to make him feel better about himself. He's really lonely, so when he sees these people on the side of the road, he wants to help and see if they're hurt. So he's in the scene, he started screaming, Pinocchio, Pinocchio, but they cut that out because there's no fucking context. That makes zero sense. Makes no sense for him to be doing that because he just drives on, says his three lines, and then leaves. (laughs) So then he got back in his car and drove away and... That was it. He was like, I didn't want to be some guy in a swanky jacket being like, hey, baby, get in my car. How many times have we seen that? I wanted to be something different.
0: Oh, my God. Well, he sure was. And then the,
1: the director just let him do that.
0: It was his first movie. <laughs> what else was he supposed to do? <laughs> so what's his name? Adam Rifkin, the director? Yeah. Something Rifkin, right? Adam. Adam yeah. Rifkin. So he most notably went on to direct uh, Mouse Trap or something or Mouse Hunt as well as uh the 2007 version of underdog the movie so it's not like he's got great credits to his name to this day but he had but he did move on to become a real director of sorts
1: yeah i think he did other stuff with um the sheens and estevez's
0: gotcha yeah yeah so that so nick cage is our first cameo Uh, There are a few other people who show up who are, as Hannah mentioned earlier, uh, just more people who kind of fail to give them a ride out of the desert. So they're in the middle of the desert. I don't know if I said that, where their cars crashed.
1: Oh, yeah. It's probably somewhere in Route 66.
0: Yeah, yeah, exactly. So so they're like, well, you know, they kind of figure her car's still starting, so we don't need to get a ride with this creep, basically. So he drives away, and then they try to start the cars again, and the cars don't start this time. So now they got to push the cars to the side of the road. And the girl notices that the guys are kind of creepily staring at her because it's blatantly obvious. So she waves them over and has them sit down next to her. And she's, like, being all... Suddenly she's being, like, the biggest hoe you've ever seen in the world. She's
1: really, like, teasing them. Oh,
0: really teasing. She's, like, stroking their head, like, like like tickling and them way. and, like like, whispering in their ear. And then they're both on either side of her face basically and she goes oh by the way i'm a lesbian and gets up and they like (laughs) kind of fall into each other and they accidentally kiss each other
1: oh i don't know Oh, you didn't notice that that.
0: oh yeah yeah and so a big plot point of this movie is how the more like the taller more sports macho type guy he does not understand lesbianism at all (laughs) like just has zero (laughs) grasp on it Cause he ke- he it's keeps saying it's that whole saying,
1: like conversion therapy kind of deal yeah. where he's like, oh well, you know, a gay guy can become straight, but a straight guy can never become gay. But right. women, you know, it, it could go either way. Like you could always convert one one way or the other. And it's like, what are you talking? Yeah, about?
0: he's like, she probably just hasn't found the right guy yet. Yeah. That's probably it. And like. We, we thought, through for the beginning part, at least, we thought, well, maybe she's just saying that to get these guys off of her. But no, I mean, she maintains it. She's a legitimate lesbian. But throughout the whole movie, they keep imagining what it would be like oh, to, to be, be with, with her. her. And they're like, yeah, maybe, you know, maybe I can convert her. Maybe, maybe. And it's like, it's so frustrating. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you know, this movie really doesn't age well. Again, don't watch it. Who That's needs to watch insane. it? But so... Yeah. You know, the whole rest of the movie is them just sitting in the desert talking and these guys having fantasies about being with her. And then random people show up. And the first person to show up is Gilbert Godfrey. The first person after Nick Cage is Gilbert Godfrey. And he's this kind of cheesy salesman who's selling a four in one brush. So it's a hairbrush, a toothbrush, a dog brush, and something else all in one brush. And. He does the usual thing, like I usually sell this for seventy nine ninety nine, but you're gonna rob me. You're gonna rob me blind, and I'll sell it to you right now for nineteen ninety nine or something. So, yeah. yeah, it was kind of funny. It's Good Will. Vo- you know he's
1: funny, like his voice yeah. his voice is just funny. <laughs> yeah, he's
0: great. There's a funny moment too that it's funny to us because we were watching. So the version I don't know if I mentioned this. The version on YouTube is the chilean version so they've got chilean spanish subtitles at the bottom so we learned a little bit of uh some spanish watching this and there's a whole scene where the one guy says to the other guy he says jesus like jesus christ but they all go oh it sounded like you said cheese sauce And so like, that's like a running thing throughout the, this is the best joke in the movie by the stars, is that they thought instead of saying Jesus, he said cheese sauce.
1: In Spanish, it doesn't translate properly. No, not at all. So like, Dio Mio.
0: (laughs) It's not queso. queso. (laughs) Right, no. So I just imagine those poor Chileans watching this movie. (laughs) 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 So at some point after Gilbert Gottfried, Hannah turns to me and she just says, about tuesday she goes ah that girl looks dead inside (laughs) so she's got some pretty dead eyes uh so it becomes nightfall and they're all sharing stories they're sharing stories about their first kiss sharing stories about how they lost their virginity and we later find out that the one guy the more macho guy he told a story that oh i lost my virginity in an elevator or something he he ends up being a virgin and it's a whole big thing but that's not really that important, but Virgin
1: what... lit the candle. <laughs> yeah,
0: it did remind us. So it was just Halloween, and it's so funny going back and watching Hocus Pocus, and all of these people just picking on this eighth grader for being a virgin. They're like, I can't believe you're a freaking virgin. You lit the candle, you virgin idiot. It's like the whole he's movie. Like he's like thirteen. It's like, yeah, course. I think he's in
1: high school, but still. Oh, okay. He's like. He's pretty young. Yeah, still.
0: <laughs> it's like my brother's a virgin. It's like, whoa, hey.
1: Yeah, that and that girl's like 7. <sighs> yeah. She's oh, she... like, I can't believe a stupid virgin lit the candle.
0: <laughs> yeah. Poor guy in hocus pocus, but that's a whole other thing. So, they're telling stories about how they lost their virginity and Tuesday tells a story about her first girlfriend. And they go, "Oh, where's that girlfriend now?" And they go, and she goes, "Oh, she's dead." And they start talking about death all of a sudden. A lot of these movies take a quick turn into something really heavy for no reason. And then they start talking about, what do you think happens after you die? And they said, said, I believe in reincarnation. What do you think you would be reincarnated as? And the one guy says, "Uh, I want to come back as Elvis Presley. Ha, ha, ha. And the other guy goes, I want to be a lion. And he roars. And then the girl goes, I want to be a bug. And they go, why? A bug? Why? And she says, and I quote, I've always wanted to have an exoskeleton. (laughs) the hell does that mean fucking idiot like i hate the guys in this movie i hate them because of how just terribly prejudiced and stupid they are and stereotypical but tuesday's pretty dumb too (laughs) tuesday is an idiot what what is that what does Uh, that even mean is it supposed to be the writer or the director being like oh because She wants to be more guarded, but she's more vulnerable or some bullshit like that. No, like who's... That's not a sentence people say. (laughs) I've always wanted to have an exoskeleton, you moron.
1: And if it is something that you've thought, it's not something that you should verbalize.
0: Exactly. Who says that? I want to be a bug. Why? i think it'd be cool to fly or something Or like
1: i want to be a fly on the wall and just listen in on that's where that's where i thought that right, was going
0: right i want an exoskeleton <laughs> <To>
1: st- okay <laughs> you
0: fucking psychopath <laughs> so anyway let's move on we're almost basically through this movie here so like i said they have these fantasy sequences where oh God. <laughs> where they imagine what it would be like to be with each other and they're mostly having sex with this poor lesbian woman who has no idea that they're really just having these wet dreams about her but the one neurotic guy the the guy with the glasses he starts freaking out and he starts running down the street and he passes out and he starts having a fantasy where tuesday goes i know what'll wake him up and she carries him over to a bed in the middle of the desert so clearly it's a fantasy and they start making out they start having sex you see tuesday's boobs she's naked. And then these children come out of nowhere. <laughs> Young ballerinas. They're ballerinas and tutus dancing around them having sex. But like, her, she's naked. There's yeah. got to be some kind of rules or laws against children being around nudity like that.
1: I mean, maybe it was like a edited in.
0: How could it be edited in? It was 1989. They didn't really have the technology for that.
1: It's not that long ago.
0: Yeah, but think about, like...
1: They didn't have the budget for that, I that, think.
0: that They, they had the
1: technology. They certainly didn't have the budget Did, for it. Is this an... whole movie was filmed in the same fucking, <clears throat> like, 30-foot perimeter. Yeah,
0: yeah. I thought, <laughs> oh, maybe, you know, they, they get in a car accident, they get entangled, and they go on a wild ride, the three of them. But no, they're in one spot. Like, this could be a stage play, but nobody would ever watch it. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> It did rem- yeah, that's fair. It did kind of remind me of that.
0: Like a, like a terrible stage play. Yeah, like
1: some bullshit high school play. Right. Where like there's weird cameos of people that just like keep showing up and then leaving.
0: Right. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And it's like, ho oh, ho, he's the class clown. That's hilarious. But for people who don't know he's the class clown, you're like, that was the stupidest thing I've ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Th- <laughs>
1: Minus the nudity, of course.
0: Yeah, that's true. <laughs> for so. a high school play. That nudity bit was pretty weird. Then we get our next uh, cameo, and it's Charlie Sheen, who he rides up in like a Mustang or something, and he's dressed in all black and leather, and he's like, "Oh, your guys' cars broke down, huh?" And he pulls out a knife and he basically robs them for everything they've got. Uh, he does say a few weird lines. Charlie Sheen says here, he's like, he says to Tuesday, he's like, "I would drink your bathwater." so that's pretty uh gross and then he also used he said to the nerdy guy he said i used to rape guys like you in prison which Mm. i thought seemed pretty pretty harsh but i guess he's supposed to be a tough guy but still then he leaves he takes all their crap and finally they start walking away they're like oh we got to start walking we got to get out of here And then a cop pulls up on a motorcycle and apparently that is Judd Nelson. Yeah. Yeah, so Judd Nelson from The Breakfast Club and he's being really weird. He's doing weird kicks. He pulls out his gun on them at some point and he goes, ha ha ha, just kidding. Yeah,
1: I think that they all just talked to Nick Cage and he was like, listen guys. You want to do it weird. Just be weird. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I'm weird. You should also be.
0: Charlie Sheen was pretty, like his character was called for, I thought yeah other than
1: those two lines that were uncalled for oh that's true (laughs) but But that was a part of the script i'm I'm sure i don't think that he would (laughs) i don't think he would improvise that
0: yeah so the cop calls in and he call or or drives in and he calls a tow truck and the tow truck drivers i didn't recognize the one but the other one is emilio estevez
1: yeah the other one is um carrie okay it i think he's the brother of the producer
0: oh okay yeah i think i did read that actually so uh and there are these kind of creepy like southern hick guys and they're like you three are out here all alone
1: they're desert tow truck drivers yeah
0: exactly (laughs) and so i i guess because they're kind of both hitting on tuesday tuesday turns to both of the guys the the hunky guy not the hunky guy but the virgin basically and the nerdy guy that imagined children while he was having sex but so she turns to uh she turns to both of the two protagonists i guess guys and she kisses them both she gives them each a long kiss and is like goodbye boys i'll never forget the day the night we shared together so that the tow truck driver wouldn't hit on her as much I guess was the point for that I don't know anyway mm-hmm. they both get in separate tow trucks and they they I think all three of them cry as they depart each yeah, other there
1: were a lot of tears shed
0: and the movie just ends what a waste what a waste of film and time for everybody including us all right I don't know
1: the clip went viral recently
0: I guess So I I keep forgetting to ask you questions at the end. Would you ever watch this movie again? No. No? Would you ever show this movie to anybody? No. No. (laughs) So uh, let's do some Nick Cage awards. It's all going to be the same scene, of course, but we'll start with one that doesn't really apply. Best Supporting Actor. Gilbert Gottfried? Gilbert Gottfried. Or Tuesday?
1: No, Gilbert (laughs) Gottfried.
0: Gilbert Gottfried, I agree. (laughs) best dressed well he's only in the one scene it was a great costume with that nose like if we did we talked about doing a march madness of screams Mm. if we do one for costumes costumes, we'd have to remember this one as one of the best it's got to be up there
1: rubber nose weird hair that red windbreaker oh
0: yeah and throw in the car with it that is a look (laughs) uh worst scene best scene they're all gonna be the same uh best scream. There's not really he a laughed. scream. He does have a laugh. We can kind of give it that, I yeah, guess. Yeah, because he
1: kinda of whispers the other things. Yeah,
0: it is really whispery. <laughs> <laughs> and
1: then he maniacally laughs.
0: Is anybody hurt? Can I give somebody <laughs> a lift? uh and most nouveau shamanic i guess is it his character building yeah yeah
1: having a backstory well i think screaming pinocchio in that scene oh
0: my god yes which was cut it's that
1: because it's like why nick
0: (laughs) what an idiot oh my god all right well uh that's gonna do it here for the awards where are you ranking this movie
1: I don't want to say last because I still enjoyed this more than the boy in blue.
0: Yeah, I agree. I also think. Uh,
1: and I I like I like his cameo.
0: I do like his cameo. It's
1: only one scene. So it's it's challenging to
0: mm-hmm. judge. So I
1: guess somewhere close to
0: se- second to last. What did yeah. you think of Rumblefish compared to this? this wasn't really that boring like there were no, parts where true. we were bored but it wasn't that boring i would put it it somewhere was
1: around um fast times
0: so it goes our bottom three right now are the boy in blue rumblefish, fast times from bottom to top put
1: it above fast times
0: above fast times
1: he wasn't in it
0: yeah this but that a, was a decent movie
1: it doesn't matter this is a nick cage scale and i i'm i think that we ranked fast times incorrectly
0: what, you think it should go lower?
1: Yeah, he wasn't in it.
0: Yeah, but
1: his performance in both The Boy in Blue and whatever the other one was, Rumblefish. Rumblefish, were significantly better than Fast Times because he wasn't in Fast Times. He was a he was just like an extra.
0: Yeah, but we liked the movie. Like you have to consider both parts more than the Nick Cage part. Of course. But well, we have to consider both parts. And you hated Rumblefish. You hated it. And I hated The Boy in Blue. I despised it.
1: I liked this movie, even though I would never watch it again, <laughs> more than either of those two movies. So, how okay. about let's compromise? We'll put okay. it below Fast Times. Below
0: Fast Times. Yeah, I think Above that makes Rumblefish. sense. I think that makes sense. You want to put it So let me just clarify again. You want to put it above Fast Times. It would be just below Peggy Sue. Oh
1: my god. <laughs> Fine. Peggy Sue, uh-huh. Fast Times, Never on a whatever Never on Tuesday. Tuesday. Okay. Rumblefish garbage
0: okay did we talk the numbers for what this movie did by the way i don't think there are any right. so there's no rotten it's tomatoes and IMDb. It's, it's just imdb it's it's 4.6 which is the lowest rated we've seen by far oh my god so wanted to throw that out there before closing up shop here
1: yeah so. i mean this movie was not good by any means absolutely not <laughs>
0: Absolutely not. So uh, I don't know if you have it up there, but what are we watching next week? I can pull it up.
1: Time to kill.
0: Time to kill. All right. I know he plays it's a
1: character named Enrico.
0: Enrico. <laughs> can he play that? Can he? Is he allowed to do that? <laughs> oh. Um. Oh, he's on the poster, so he looks like a lead character.
1: Uh oh. Is this going to be in English? Oh my god. It's an Italian movie.
0: Does he speak Italian?
1: I can't imagine. All right, I don't want to look up too much.
0: Yeah, yeah, exactly. No, me neither. Okay.
1: All right, so that's that. And then after that, it's a few more movies. There's a TV movie, Industrial Symphony Number 1, The Dream of the Brokenhearted, where he plays the heartbreaker. So I'm wildly curious as to what that possibly could be. And then... um, a few movies after that is Honeymoon in Vegas. And that's where he got his Oscar, I think, right? No,
0: leaving Las Vegas. Oh, my bad. <laughs> He's done a couple <laughs> of Vegas movies.
1: All right, well that's also not for a while. Yeah. <laughs> We've got a lot of
0: We got a lot of crap to sort got through. A lot
1: of crap to get through so. Thank you for uh, sticking <laughs> sticking with us for that.
0: All right. Well, that's it.
1: All right. Now you know why the Nick Cage bird sings.
0: Thanks for listening, guys. Take care.